Rochester Regional Health, working every day to improve the health of individuals and communities so everyone can enjoy a better, healthier life, presents another edition of Rock Your Health Radio. Here's Bill Klaproth. Addiction, it can happen in the best of families, but how? Here to lend his insight is Dr. Mark Winsberg of Rochester Regional Health, who is board certified in both family medicine and addiction medicine. Dr. Winsberg, thanks for your time. According to statistics, 22 million Americans abuse drugs or alcohol. Why is that number so high? That's a complicated question. It kind of goes to the biology of addiction and also is reflective of our culture as well, uh, in which medications are sought almost immediately for all different kinds of conditions. But the fact is that probably one in seven uh, people in the United States will have to deal with a substance use disorder at some point in their lives. And that's based both on biology, because it looks like addiction is about 50% inherited, and it's also uh, nature versus nurture, the uh, living situations and and the society in which a person lives. Well, that's interesting. One in seven, so you say 50% is inherited. So if you have an alcoholic father, chances are you have a higher chance of becoming an alcoholic yourself? Yes, and that's important in the way you phrase that. You have a higher chance. It it doesn't, if, if you've inherited the um, whatever genetic uh, predisposition to addiction, it doesn't necessarily mean that you are going to become uh, an addict. Uh, It just means that your pump is primed. And if you encounter the right uh, societal or social conditions and the right substance, you're more likely to become addicted to it than the person who doesn't have that predisposition. Well, that's where your nature versus nurture comes in and lifestyle, too. If you're in an unhealthy environment and you do have a predisposition to drugs or alcohol, boy, that really does in, uh, increase your risk factor then. Yes. So, Dr. Winsberg, are there signs that parents or husbands or wives, because this can happen to anybody at any age, we should be looking out for? Uh, that might be a red flag or a tip-off that something is drastically wrong because people can hide this pretty well. What should we be looking for? You're right about that. It's sort of dependent on which substance a person is using, but overall, sort of generally, if you notice behavior changes where somebody is becoming more secretive or if you're out of the house when that isn't their normal behavior or if it's a a son or a daughter, if their uh, their grades suddenly start dropping in school, and you note that they're hanging around a different crowd, uh, if you know if it's an adult, their uh, work habits can change. That they'll suddenly start calling in sick a lot more often. Uh, their temperament may change. They could be uh, just you know normally the person is real gregarious and gets along with people well. Suddenly they're uh, turning into somebody who uh, their coworkers don't recognize or family members don't recognize. Uh, so that would be how you would recognize it from from the outside. Uh, for a person that's experiencing 
uh, you know, that's falling into addiction themselves, it's a lot more difficult because denial is one of the prime symptoms of addiction, meaning that uh, most people that become addicted to whatever substance, whether it's alcohol or uh, cocaine or heroin, don't realize that it's happening. And uh, the drugs and alcohol have a funny way of working in the brain so such that uh, the person will rationalize uh, behaviors that are, that are becoming progressively more irrational. And is that how the disease then affects the brain, this disease of addiction? Yeah, it, it, it's, it's interesting. What it, the addiction affects the, the areas of choice in the brain. So um, some people will say, you know, uh, you choose to be an addict. And that isn't that isn't right. It's the addiction is a uh, a disease of the choice making areas in the brain. And for the one in seven individuals that uh, that are affected by addiction, when they're exposed to that uh, whatever substance it is, all of a sudden their their brain kicks in with this craving for for that substance, and it uh, they're no longer able to. Uh, rationally decide, okay, I've had enough, I'll stop. And that's why you'll see uh, one person who doesn't have the predisposition for addiction drink a beer, two beers, maybe even five to ten beers on a weekend and just put it down. And the person who has that predisposition uh, to addiction, um, once they start that process, they can't stop. You know, so as you talk about that, I'm thinking about how kids then, I'm just thinking about, we hear these teenagers that are heroin addicts and they're 16 years old and they're from well-to-do families. Obviously, they're craving it. They're addicted to it. It's a disease of the brain. But how do they get introduced to heroin? How does a a nice family that lives next door with a, you know, a well-to-do family and their daughter is a heroin addict? Is there a gateway to get to that point? How, How does this happen? Well, probably I would say in the over 90% uh, range of the patients that I see coming in addicted to opiates at this point um, were introduced to them either through a doctor's prescription for, uh, you know, uh, somebody has their wisdom teeth removed or suffers a knee injury or a shoulder injury in in, uh, their uh, sports at school and are given an opioid medication, and if they're, you know, they're one of the one in seven that's uh, predisposed to uh, to addiction, they like the medication uh, and begin seeking it. Uh, that craving gets turned on, uh, and they can't stop. And, and there's a natural progression from, uh, from the opioid pills to heroin, and the way it goes uh, almost, uh, I mean, very frequently now is that uh, the person either gets the opioid pills from a friend at a party that the friend got from their parents' uh, medicine cabinet, or they got it prescribed, and they um, like it and start seeking it, and they ask their doctors for more pain medications, and uh, the doctor, if there isn't aware of what's going on, will continue prescribing more and more, 
And then all of a sudden, they realize that they, they have uh, a person that's addicted to the opioid on their hands and stop, just cut off the, the, uh, the pills. And that's a disaster for an opioid addict because at that point, they're physically dependent and they're addicted to the, to the medicines. And the pills are very expensive on the street now because in New York State, we have a, a prescription monitoring program that's helped decrease the amount of uh, pills that are making it to the street. So uh, what happens then is the pills get too expensive and heroin is everywhere now and it's much cheaper than the pills. And the, the person just naturally will then go to the heroin to avoid going to withdrawal. Um, and that's how you get a you know, nice girl or boy, a uh, nice neighbor um, using heroin. And, uh, you know, nobody did it on purpose. It just, uh, that's the way that the disease goes. So this overprescribing of opioids or opioid addiction, I mean, that's why this problem has become such an epidemic. Dr. Winsberg, can you quickly share with us uh, treatment options? There are a number of ways that people can get treated for this. In the Rochester area, or with Rochester Regional Health, we have uh, a chemical dependency programming, both outpatient and inpatient, which is available at uh, various campuses throughout the system. And we also have uh, inpatient uh, uh, chemical dependency treatment uh, here where I work at uh, the Unity campus of Rochester Regional Health. Uh, so that's one way. There's also 12-step uh, meetings, which uh, a lot of people have found useful, AA, uh, Alcoholics Anonymous, and Narcotics Anonymous. Uh, and there's also, there are groups, community groups that are helpful for family members who have a loved one who's experiencing addiction that, that can provide support, in addition to um, Al-Anon, which is uh, a long-time 12-step program for uh, family members. Dr. Winsberg, thank you for that. And for a family or individual suffering from addiction, could you wrap it up for us? Why should someone choose Rochester Regional Health for their addiction treatment? Well, I think what we have here is a long-standing program of good chemical dependency treatment, and uh, there are a lot of people in the Rochester community who have benefited from the services that we have here, as I mentioned, both outpatient and inpatient, and we're just experienced with, with dealing with this problem. I think it would be a, a good choice for anyone that's, that's dealing with it. Dr. Winsberg, thank you for your time today. You're listening to Rock Your Health Radio with Rochester Regional Health. For more information, you can go to rochesterregional.org. That's rochesterregional.org. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening.